1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's
0: capital.
3: Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news. Michael Avenatti, the audacious lawyer who became famous for representing adult film star Stormy Daniels, found himself on the other side of a courtroom today convicted of trying to extort as much as $25 million from Nike. For a time, Avenatti was a fixture on cable TV and Twitter, but federal prosecutors say he threatened to use all that media access to hurt the athletic company's reputation and try and drive down its stock price if the company didn't pay up. Avenatti once toyed with running for president. Now he could face decades in prison when he is sentenced in June. Chip Reed leads off our coverage tonight.
2: Michael Avenatti rocketed to fame two years ago as the attorney for porn star Stormy Daniels in her lawsuits against President Trump. But his meteoric rise was matched only by the speed of his catastrophic fall. Today, a jury found him guilty of attempting to extort millions of dollars from Nike by threatening to go public with claims that the shoe company was illegally paying high school basketball players. Nike denied that claim and said today the verdict speaks volumes.
4: He's in a bit of a state of shock.
2: Avenatti's um, attorneys say he plans know, to appeal. He, Avenatti is Avenatti,
5: and he's a, he's a strong guy, and, um, you know, obviously he's, he's disappointed, but he's a fighter.
2: Avenatti used his fame as Daniel's attorney to dominate the spotlight as he excoriated President Trump for allegedly having an affair with Daniels and then paying her to cover it up.
5: But for the fact that he's president he would be indicted on numerous criminal charges. He even
2: suggested he might run for president, but now it's Avenatti who faces numerous criminal charges. In addition to today's guilty verdicts, for which he could get more than 40 years, he is accused of defrauding Daniels in a book deal and defrauding other clients of millions of dollars. Avenatti HAS BEEN HELD BEHIND BARS SINCE JANUARY FOR VIOLATING HIS BAIL CONDITIONS. HIS ATTORNEYS SAY HE'S REPORTEDLY IN THE SAME SOLITARY CONFINEMENT CELL THAT HELD EL CHAPO, THE MEXICAN DRUG LORD. THEY SAY HE'S BEING TREATED LIKE A CAGED ANIMAL.
3: WHAT A STORY. Jeff. THANK YOU. Tonight, the attorney general is challenging the work of his own prosecutors. Bill Barr says he's ordering a review of the criminal case of Michael Flynn, President Trump's former national security advisor, who pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. The announcement came just as the Justice Department said it was dropping its investigation of Andrew McCabe. He's the former deputy FBI director and frequent target of the president. Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House.
6: Attorney General Bill Barr's decision to review the criminal case against Michael Flynn will be seen as another favor to the president, who has long felt his former national security adviser was treated unfairly.
0: They ought to be ashamed of themselves, what they've done to General Flynn. There are
6: reports tonight senior Justice Department officials pushed for a lighter sentence for Flynn than prosecutors originally sought. Which is also what happened in the case of Roger Stone, the president's longtime friend, who tonight once again asked for a new trial.
2: I'm not going to be bullied or influenced by anybody.
6: Barr has publicly touted his independence this week, but behind closed doors, he has launched several investigations the president has pushed for, one looking into the origins of the Russia probe and another examining the evidence his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and others have gathered in Ukraine the president insists he has the legal right to interfere in investigations. But the one involving Andrew McCabe was dropped today and officials say Mr. Trump was not pleased. I think
0: Andrew McCabe has made a fool out of himself over the last couple of days.
6: The former deputy FBI director responsible for launching the Russia investigation has been one of his most frequent targets and today expressed outrage about being left in legal limbo.
1: It is an absolute disgrace that they took two years
3: um, and
1: put my family through this experience.
3: And Paula joins us now from the White House with an update on another official who was pushed out of the White House. Paula, what have we learned about the latest on Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman? The Army says
6: it will not investigate Vindman for reporting his concerns about the president's call with the leader of Ukraine. And this comes even after the president said earlier this week that he thinks Vindman should be disciplined. Nora.
3: Lots of news there tonight, Paula, thank you. Tonight, the CDC is intensifying the battle against the deadly coronavirus that has infected more than 50,000 people worldwide. More than 1,500 people have died, nearly all of them in China. Carter Evans now on China's drastic measures to stop the outbreak.
7: This is what can happen to people who don't wear masks in the epicenter of the outbreak. As security forces patrol the streets of Wuhan during a total lockdown. For medical personnel, protective gear like suits and masks are in short supply, as is adequate care. Hospitals and clinics are overflowing with the sick and dying. In the US, the CDC is ramping up its own response to the epidemic by setting up five laboratories around the country where people with flu-like symptoms can now go and be tested for the virus if their flu results are negative. This has scientists around the world race to develop a vaccine. So you're using DNA and genetics to teach the body how to attack the virus?
6: Exactly, and to recognize the virus and then attack it immediately.
7: Inovio Pharmaceuticals in San Diego has already successfully developed vaccines for Ebola and Zika. Dr. Kate Broderick says the coronavirus vaccine they're working on now is showing promise.
6: It's currently being tested in the lab, literally as we speak, and we're manufacturing large-scale quantities of it to get it into human testing by the early summer.
7: Well, UC San Diego Health says it's currently treating two coronavirus patients and another is under investigation. All three of them arrived on that flight from China last week. They were detained, actually not detained, they were under quarantine just up the road at Marine Corps Air Station Miramar. Nora.
3: All right, Carter. Thank you. And there's another virus the Centers for Disease Control is worried about. Today, we learned the U.S. is in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons for children. The CDC says 92 children have died since last fall. That's the highest total at this point in the year in the past decade. And there's now a second wave of cases. Overall, about 14,000 Americans have died from flu this season. Tonight, disturbing new details are emerging in the death of a young Faye Swetlick in South Carolina. The six-year-old's body was found yesterday, three days after she went missing. Janet Chamley on what we've learned about a man at the center of the investigation.
4: People stopped to leave flowers in Faye Swetlick's neighborhood as authorities identified a neighbor linked to her death.
5: He was not a relative. He was not a friend. He was merely a neighbor.
4: Faye's body was found Thursday in a wooded area near her home.
5: Just moments after locating Faye Marie Sweatlick, we located a deceased male.
4: That was Cody Scott Taylor, who lived a few hundred yards from Faye's home, where she was last seen playing outside on Monday. Police previously interviewed Taylor. He had no criminal record. Authorities stopped short of identifying him as the killer. Detectives say the break in the case came as investigators followed a garbage truck around the neighborhood. Are you able to detail the piece of evidence that you found by uh, going behind the trash truck?
5: What I will confirm is this. It was a critical piece of evidence that would have been listed on her missing persons flyer.
4: That flyer details the clothing Faye was wearing when last seen. A lot of broken hearts at a memorial that is growing very quickly here tonight. People, most of them strangers, are coming with things like flowers and balloons, stuffed animals, looking for some way to express profound grief. Nora.
3: All right, Janet, thank you so much. Prosecutors made their closing arguments against Harvey Weinstein today, saying the movie mogul treated his victims as complete disposables and should be convicted of rape. Nikki Batiste has the details.
8: During Prosecutor Joan Luzzi's closing argument today, Hollywood tycoon Harvey Weinstein fidgeted and appeared agitated. Luzzi called Weinstein a predator and master of his universe who viewed his victims as ants he could step on. She reminded the jury that star witness Annabella Sciorra testified Weinstein raped her, even as she was punching him, kicking him, just trying to get him away from her. Alleged victim Miriam Haley says she told the media mogul no, 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 as he forced oral sex on her in 2006. During the defense closing argument, lawyer Donna Rotuno argued that prosecutors created an alternate universe that strips adult women of common sense, autonomy, and responsibility. These are people that made choices. They continue to make choices. A Luzi fired back today when an adult goes to somebody else's hotel room is the only reason they're going up there for a sexual encounter. There are no blurred lines here. This is a crime and a wanton disregard of other people. Now it's up to the
4: jury. The prosecution needs 12 to convict. The defense only needs one for a hung jury and that's definitely a defense victory.
8: The jury of seven men and five women will begin deliberating Tuesday. If convicted, Harvey Weinstein faces life in prison. He will have a second trial in Los Angeles where he's also charged with rape. Nora.
3: All right, Nikki, thank you. A Florida mother is outraged tonight after the release of body cam video showing her six-year-old daughter with special needs being removed from her school by police. The little girl was held at a behavioral facility for two days. Manuel Bohorquez reports the case is drawing new attention to a controversial Florida law.
9: No, you're not going to jail. That's six year old Nadia being escorted from her school by a Jacksonville sheriff's officer on February 4th. In the squad car, the deputy is overheard talking to another officer about the girl's behavior since leaving the school.
8: She's been actually very pleasant. I think it's more just not going to deal with it.
9: Nadia seems confused about where she's going. She would be held at this Jacksonville Mental Health Center for nearly 48 hours. Her mother, Martina Falk, broke down watching the police body cam video with her attorneys.
5: I can't
0: comment. She's mortified.
9: That's because the family believes Nadia, who has ADHD and a mood disorder, should never have been placed under Florida's Baker Act, which allows authorities to force a psychiatric evaluation on anyone, including children, deemed a threat to themselves or others. But in a sheriff's report from the school, a responding social worker said Nadia was threatening herself and others, attacking staff. The district says the school followed the law, but Martina Falk told us she wasn't contacted about the incident until Nadia was being placed in custody. You weren't given the opportunity to say, let me get to the school. No, there is now a push in the state legislature to amend the law. Manuel Borges, CBS News, Jacksonville.
3: Millions of Americans and their Valentines need to bundle up tonight Arctic air is blowing across the northeast. Temperatures will bottom out far below zero in many places, and it could hit minus 22 tomorrow morning in Caribou, Maine, and minus 13 in Concord, New Hampshire. Farther south, rising floodwaters prompted a state of emergency and mass evacuations in Jackson, Mississippi. Today, the Pearl River could hit its highest level in nearly 40 years. Tonight, we have dramatic video of a roof collapsing on top of a firefighter in Dallas. Remarkably, the firefighter crawled to safety. He did suffer injuries to his lower back and foot and burns to his neck. We're going to show you that again. The fire was in a vacant building. No other injuries were reported. To Georgia now where a brave little hero had a very big day. He knew exactly what to do when a fire broke out at his home. Here's Maria Vireal This is how
10: the Bardo County Fire Department celebrates a hero. Five year old Noah Woods received the full honors for his quick action early Sunday morning. Weren't you scared with the fire and the smoke around you? No. The electrical fire broke out in a room Noah shared with his two year old sister Lily. That's when Noah jumped into action. What did you do? I got Lily out of the house,
9: my baby sister.
10: He got Lily and their dog to safety by climbing out a window, then ran to a neighbor's house to get help rescuing the rest of his family still inside the Kingston, Georgia home.
2: Uh, they were asleep at the time, so they had no idea the house was on fire. So his quick and brave action saved the entire family.
10: ALWAYS WANTED TO BE A SUPERHERO, BUT NOW, HE SAYS, HE WANTS TO BE A POLICE OFFICER. ARE YOU HAPPY EVERYONE'S OKAY? YEAH. Yeah. MIREA VIARIAL, CBS
3: NEWS, KINGSTON, GEORGIA. A QUICK-THINKING YOUNG MAN. FOR VALENTINE'S DAY, STEVE Hartman's FOUND A STORY THAT PROVES TRUE LOVE IS ETERNAL. SO HERE'S TONIGHT'S ON THE ROAD.
5: This week, 45-year-old Corey Cunningham was rushed to Houston Methodist Hospital, the first patient ever brought here to have his bachelor status removed. Corey has an incurable brain tumor. He's on home hospice, but the good doctors and nurses at Houston Methodist brought him back to the chapel and arranged all this, just so Corey could cross off the only thing on his bucket list, get married. Taisha Evans is his bride
9: that was the one thing he wanted to do before he died
5: (laughs) taisha and corey dated seven years and although he knew he wanted to marry her from the moment they met she turned down his proposal nearly a dozen times
2: because his job was more important
5: corey worked in oil and gas traveled the world and made good money money
9: was everything to corey
5: but not to her. Hi, Taisha. Taisha always said she would never marry a guy who was never around. And my husband. So, what changed? Happened to hold? It's not what you think. Taisha says pity played no part in her change of heart. She says Corey still had to prove he was the man of her dreams. Fortunately, one of the few blessings of a terminal illness is to understand what true love takes.
9: Everything about him is just completely different. When you walk in the room, you could feel it. The first step in his
5: transformation? Acknowledging he'd been a fool.
0: Yes, because I could have been spending more time with her.
5: The second step? Making up for all that lost time. Was it a sense of relief when you finally got (laughs) married? (laughs) What are you laughing at?
10: I feel like I'm looking as man alive.
5: This Valentine's weekend, a lot of guys and girls will celebrate with fine food and even finer jewelry, but not these newlyweds. From this day forward, for worse, for poorer, and in sickness, Corey and Taisha will honor the harshest demands of their wedding vows, because they know those are the only parts of the promise that guarantee you a happily ever after. Steve Hartman on the road in Houston, Texas.
3: Next week on the CBS Evening News, students at one New Jersey school dress up as superheroes to salute a classmate they see as a real life one. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. Thank you so much for watching this week. I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day and a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey.
7: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's let's sell this thing.
8: The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcasts, but we have plenty of time on the podcast